Today, we're going to talk about self-care, right? And I know that's not as manly to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's all say it together. One, two, three. Like, self-care. You know what I'm saying? Like, say it like you mean it. Own it. Own that thing. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. What's up, everyone? We are here again with for another episode of We Are Sin Network. I am here once again with the, the great Hyde Ratner and the illustrious Noah Odom. Oh, yes. Like it is that you guys are like the, the show has gotten 10 times better since you guys have come. And so I'm excited about the show. It gets me excited each and every uh, time where we get a chance to just kind of talk about a lot of different things. And today yeah. is no different. Today, we're going to talk about self-care. Right. And I know that's not as manly to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's all say it together. One, two, three, like self-care. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, say it like you mean it. Own it. Own that thing. Because that's what that's that's just where we are. I mean, the, the here's the here's the reality, right? We've been going for six months in this pandemic. Like for us, March 15th was the day that I became a homeschool parent. It's the day where I've been quarantined. I've been locked in. I've been everywhere. I, every time I go outside, I'm wearing a mask. You know, I've had to go double duty online and in person. I'm. Yeah. Like I'm doing, over, I'm, I'm in overdrive. And for us here in Atlanta, I know a lot of people are going back, but for us at Blueprint, we're not going back until like earliest January, wow. right? And so I'm, you know, I'm in this grind for like another few months. And I'm wow. like, okay, I'm starting to feel fatigued. I'm starting to feel burnt out. I'm starting to feel all types of things. And I'm just kind of like, all right, y'all, it's this is it, like. I have to figure out what are my shots for the long haul, right? How, like if I'm on any long road trip, you can check those shock absorbents because you know that you are going, it's not if, but you are going to hit some bumpy roads, go hit a pothole. And so if you don't have those shocks, then you are going to basically tear up your car and you ain't going to be able to, to drive. So what are the shocks for us in life? And that I would like to introduce to some and continue to others, encourage others, it's self-care. Tell me what you guys are just thinking. When you think about self-care, we're like, what are some of the first thoughts that yeah. come to mind? Yeah, man, for me, I love that you use the metaphor of a road trip. And I think about being in this car and driving it down the road. And uh, I remember early on in my driving career when I was 16, seeing these lights that would pop up on the dashboard for the first time. And uh, I remember my dad told me those are called dummy lights because you're a dummy if you don't address them. But so many people don't. And I think there's a lot of dummy lights in the life of a pastor and a church planter that we can't ignore. Um, I'll just be vulnerable. Um, over this last season, you know, I started a new role to send network back in March. Day one was day one of COVID, praise the Lord. And uh, then our church shut down and we're trying to build this church, all these things that are happening. And um, lo and behold, a dummy light came off in my life. All of a sudden I started to have severe stomach pain. And at first I kind of ignored it. Like, oh, that's, that's no big deal. I'll just try to eat as healthy as possible and exercise. And then I realized I was developing stomach ulcers. I had to go to the doctor. Now, I didn't feel stressed out, but I was stressed out. And so wow. I had to say, 
here's the light, here's what's coming off. This was stress for me and I had to learn, okay, Noah, you need to make some shifts and some changes or you're gonna wind up in some rough predicaments here real soon. So for me, I think about those dummy lights when I think about self-care. Man, so good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's some heat right there, man. Uh, you know, I think in, in kind of in my world, uh, I don't know about you guys, and this won't fully connect with our singles that may be leaning in, but if you're married and you're a planter or a, a pastor, Nothing can mess you up more than when your spouse isn't healthy. Can I get an amen from somebody? Yeah, right. um, and so what I've found is, you know, I tend to have this kind of warrior driver spirit. Um, like, come on, we're going to push through. We're going we're gonna to go get it. And sometimes in that journey, I got to make sure like my wife isn't like, whoa, she's back there. And I found that, um, that this season that has come with a lot of different complexity that my wife and I are doing more date nights than we we've done um, in a, in a while. We're 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 prioritizing this time together, and I would say that you should try to do a date night weekly at minimum. Facts. Um, do what you got to do. They don't always have to be expensive, um, but uh, for me, I found that that's been good soul care for me. And we've tried to put boundaries on the date night that we don't. We we say okay. If, if we're going to talk about ministry, we're going to give permission for it first. Like, hey, are you cool if we talk about the church on this moment? And we say, no, uh, we're going to talk about something different. Or we're not going to talk about kids right now. We're going to talk about our ch- each other's soul. And I don't know, that, that has been a life-giving for Nina and I. And kind of in some ways, we're like, man, we needed that. And we need to keep doing that. And so that's been one area of, of soul care for, for, for Nina and I together that's helped us lead in this time. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, one of the things that as I, as I kind of think about this, like I, you know, a couple of days ago, almost hit a breaking point, right? Like not, I don't say breaking point as if like I'm about to give up on everything, but I'm talking about like, I'm just really like feeling it, right? And mm-hmm. as I'm feeling it, one of the things that really came to me was just like, all right, what is, the, what is that thing that's gonna help replenish me? Like I gotta be, I gotta be selfish for a minute because if you think about it, I like think about the analogy. You know, we all used to play that game. Like when you, if you've been swimming, you played this game before, right? And I'm not talking about Marco Polo. That's the other game that every person who's been swimming has played. But not Marco Polo. But you played the game of let's see how long who can hold their water, their breath underwater the longest. Yeah. Right. And and so we, everybody has played that game. So what what happens is is that you go in, you go underwater, and you like. You know, you hold your breath as long as you can. I don't know if you open your eyes to see if they're still doing it or not, if you have to close your eyes. I don't. But what happens is that I feel like oftentimes as pastors, that's what, that's the game that we play. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we are all suffering. We're all underwater. We're all drowned, like, like having, under all this pressure in this way. And we're kind of having our eyes underwater, like underwater with our eyes open. It's just like, oh, guess we got to stay longer. Like, and we're suffering, but we're just holding our breath just because we feel like that's what we're supposed to be doing. Wow. Let's just keep holding our breath. Let's just keep holding our breath. And then, you know, and I just think that it's not healthy. It's yeah. not healthy for us as pastors, not healthy for us as planners. It's kind of what I call like the funeral syndrome. You know, it's kind of like mm. um, everybody else is wilding out, so I got to have my stuff together, right? Wow. Like, and I'm not, I can't grieve because everybody else is kind of everywhere, so I got to always have it together. And that's mm. a form of like, like literally, like holding your breath underwater. It's not giving wow. you a place to release all of what's going on inside of you. 
And so I told my friends, and like, and I have a group of friends that I go to and I'm with on a consistent basis. And I say, hey, you guys, I just need a place where I can be a heretic, right? <laughs> and ultimately what I'm saying is, I'm not saying like, I'm not, I'm not saying Jesus is a woman. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is like, I just need a place where I'm not worrying about saying the right things. Yeah. I mean, like, you want a normal it. conversation and it's okay right. to have that. It's normal. And I don't like, because that's what gives me replenishment. Yeah. Like, where I don't feel like I have to worry and all that. And I think yeah. that that's a form of self-care. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, each person needs to go and just find out, like, what is it? What is it that, like, is going to replenish me? Because as soon as you play that game of holding your breath underwater, you know when you come out of water, guess what happens? You do the most selfish thing. <gasps> You try to take in as much breath. You're not down there thinking, all right, when I get up, I'm going to have to take a breath. No, it's a reflex. Say that. There's so many of us within Sin Network, pastors, leaders, that are playing this underwater game, hold your breath game, and they are are in such of a need to take in, to be selfish for a time, to replenish, to get all of the stuff that's been taken out of you. And I just think that is so critical for us when it comes to this idea of self-care. Yeah, Yeah. man, I think that's super important to Hadi. I I don't know if you guys know, but I have a little bit of a side hustle where I'm a a personal trainer. And specifically, I'm a personal trainer with pastors because a few years ago, I found myself in a really bad predicament health-wise and I needed some help. And um, another pastor who is a a trainer trained me and helped me get healthy. I want to pay it forward. But guys, I meet with pastors on a weekly basis um, for the last two and a half years now, who are drowning, who are holding their breath in every area of life. And what it comes down to, Dahadis, like you said, is they are afraid of being selfish. They're too busy caring for their family, too busy caring for the church, too busy caring for the the community uh, to, to look at their own needs. And what I finally have to tell them is if you're not alive, you can't care for any of those people. If you're not healthy, you can't care about the health of any of those people. So we have to take a season to make sure you have what you need and then a healthy rhythm thereon of caring for yourself so that you can care for others. It's like getting on the airplane, you know, whenever the, the oxygen masks drop down, what do they always tell you? Put yours on first and then help yeah. children or others next. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, David says in the Psalms, sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Mm. You got to speak words over yourself. Sometimes you got to remind yourself that of your own identity in Christ. And, and, and I think you need to, yeah, you need to surround yourself with people that can, can help uh, do that as well. Um, I mean, timely wisdom from, from Dr. Lewis and Pastor Noah, man, such a good word. I I was thinking while you were talking, um, you know, you can't give what, what hasn't been given to you first. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can't give what you don't have. Um, and so I, I would even say on this journey of self-care, one thing for me that I've started to prioritize doing is that the first voice I'm hearing when I wake up is God's, right? It's in the word before, I mean, come on, between Twitter, IG, Facebook, email, text, that's five right there. Some of y'all go beyond that. Come on, right? And so before I tap into any of those notifications, yeah. I've got to get that proverb in of the day. I, I need to have some type of rhythm. And what I've found is when I'm putting that, that in, how can a young man keep his way pure? By, by hiding your word in my heart, right? Yeah. Um, I, I've found that when I have the word, it helps direct my responses. It helps um, shape how I feel in the moment. 
And I think having rhythms throughout the day, even where you're maybe memorizing scripture, um, but make, making sure you're filling yourself up. I found that, you know, when I'm not doing that, I even find like my content isn't as fresh yeah. or um, I don't have the on time word. Like even this morning when I was reading in Genesis, I've just been journeying back through the book of Genesis. I'm in Genesis chapter 32. I'm reading about when Jacob wrestled with the angel, which we would say, come on, theologians, maybe is a type of Christ, right? Yeah. Right there. But I think that one thing I thought about today, even before really thinking about this podcast was like, Jacob was messed up. Brother's soul was like, he had Leah tripping. He had Rachel tripping. He had, he was scared of his brother who he hadn't seen in 20 years since he went on the run. You know, he just had this issue with Laban. And so now he literally like Jacob goes by himself. He says, all y'all get away from me. And then Jesus shows up and wrestles with him. Mm. Touches it. It's good. You know what's interesting about that story that you're talking about with Jacob is that God changes his name. And you know what God names his people? He names them struggle. Mm. Yeah. Right. Israel means struggle. Yeah. Right. And if you think about that, like that's what this life is about. That's what this pandemic is about. That's what that's what like losing loved ones. Like my aunt literally is on her deathbed right now. Wow. Like like this minute. Like that's what life is. It's struggle. My it goodness. is a struggle. And that's what God knew that. He knew that. He named his people struggle. Yes. Right. And I think that this is the reason why, because we recognize that we're not God, but we're human in this struggle, and just like in any heavyweight fight or any football game, basketball game, that you need timeouts, you need intermissions, you need breaks, you need time to rest. And so that's what self-care does so that you can get back into the game and you can go all in. And that, that selfish moment, those moments of replenishment is important. And that's why it's really, really important for you to realize what it is. Because think about it. Every human being has a need for attention. Yeah. Attention. And really that word attention means simply to tend to oneself. Mm. Right? And the more you give, like the more as you're a pastor, as you're a leader, as you're a planning spot, like the more you give, you are tending to other people. But the more you tend to other people is the more attention you are going to need. Mm, right you have to tend for your own soul so that you can be able to give you actually need more because people are expecting that and if you don't have anything to give you're gonna just it's like like you have there's nothing right and so you have to create that that so my question to you guys is like what are ways that you tend to yourself that you replenish yourselves and you have self-care that's good talk to us noah Oh man, so this is one of the things I'm most passionate about um, just because God did such a work in my life. I was breaking down in my mid-30s and um, God just turned things around. So I would say number one is nutrition. I want to encourage every church planter out there, you need to get a hold of your nutrition. If you need help, I will personally help you. There's some great books out there. One's called Breaking the Stronghold of Food. Um, guys, we are in a high pressured lifestyle. And what we will do is at the end of a day, the end of a week, we will tell ourselves, I deserve this. And we will eat way too much, filling ourselves with energy. We're never going to burn. And it's going to be added to our bodies and our frames and make our lives harder to live. But you need fuel. Just going back to that car metaphor, you need the right kind of fuel. 
so that you can continue on this journey. So pastor, planter, brother, fuel yourself well, eat good whole foods, not too much, the right kinds for the right kind of energy you need in the moments to get through the day. Yeah. That's the big one. What else you got, Hayden? You know, I've learned over the journey, and this might be a little deep, but let's go ahead and swim in that deep water as we get to the end of this um, session, is, you know, that, that God doesn't heal what, what we don't reveal, right? Or God doesn't heal what, what we conceal. And so let me just tap into James 5.16, my, my love-hate relationship with this verse, right? Um, you know, God does powerful things through prayer, um, but right there, and then it, it says, when we confess our sin to one another and pray for each other, that we may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person produces much. And so I found that I need to have these regular rhythms in my life uh, around the right people, not just anybody, um, but leaders in my life that I trust, that are believers in Christ. My wife is one of them as well. And that I'm able to confess sin to, confess struggle to, and not just stop at confession, but be prayed for in my confession. And I've found that healing follows, like supernatural healing follows those moments. And I, and I feel charged up. Mm -hmm. And so I, I found that too many guys are concealing. They're not revealing. And so they lack healing. Mm -hmm. And so when we do that, because healthy things grow, right? Healthy things grow. Healthy things, gotta, they got to grow. Churches have to grow. Our people need to grow. And so it's going to start with us, the person listening to this right now. That That is going to help your your soul and yourself to be so, able to give. Yeah. Hey, Dahadi, one of the things that I hear every time um, I'm around you, people whisper about it, about you, is that you're like in really good shape. Like, like mm. you're, you're jacked, you know. Mm. Um, you are one of the busiest people that I know. Like you are pastoring a church. You are the vice president of the Send Network. You are busy. You have a family with a lot of kids. And I have a family with a lot of kids, but not nearly as many as you. And so uh, how, do, how do you stay healthy? How do you get time to work out? What, what do you have to do to make sure that that's a priority? Well, I mean, one of them is having rhythms. And I think that's kind of what I keep hearing. And that's like, things doesn't happen by osmosis, right? It is, it's not right. just it's like, we got to have rhythms. And so there's a discipline. Like, let me just tell you, you know, I, I wish I could tell you that working out brings me replenishment. It doesn't. The only reason why I work out is because like, the alternative is like, I'm more fatigued. I'm more tired. I'm, like, so it's not replenishment. Is that working out is not replenishing. I discipline. Like I think about Paul, I buffet my body. Hey. Like literally every every single day, I gotta buffet my body. And Bro, make I think Baptists think that's buffet my body. I think that's I what buffet. Baptists think. Buffet my body. Oh. That's it. I mean, I have to. I mean, because that's not. Wow. I, I was gonna say, man, I don't have like you talk about eating right. Hyde's talking about confession. This being like replenishment. I'm like, I'm the. I guess I'm this worldly. I'm worldly because I'm thinking like, I like going to the spa. Like I am that dude will go and get my nails done, my feet done with Angie. I like, you know what I'm saying? Like well, I, me and my now. wife, we have, if I had a dime for how many date nights we're out getting our nails done, our feet done. And I don't care, I'm a man, I'm a grown man. And that's Stay what up. I feel. Like that's Stay how up. I get finished. Like I like being pampered and it brings me, it brings me joy. It brings yeah. me joy. So I'm in my shame right now. So that's why I'm yelling. All right, but let's see, but that is, but I'm saying, but what I love about this conversation is that it's different. Each what? one 
has a different way to replenish. And that's why it's not just one way. That's why you got to get into just be gut level honest. Like, what is it that's going to help me? That's going to replenish me. And you, you can't do it for other people. Like, uh, you can't replenish for other people. You can't, and other people can't replenish for you. You Great. have to be gut level honest. And just like the other day, I told my wife, I was like, listen, sweetheart, I know I love the kids. I love you and all that, but I, I have to go. And I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to be gone for about 10 hours because I just need it. And I'm an extrovert. I'm not an introvert like, like that. But I was like, I reached my point where I was like, I need to get away and I need to do it for a long time. Mm. And I was just right there trying to be sensitive to kind of what I needed. How to I? How can I attend to my soul? You know, and that's what I needed at the time. And so I just really think that it's really, really important for us to be honest with us in, as, as it relates to self-care. And I think we need to be put in those regular checkpoints. So, like, if you don't have it, don't wait. It's like it's sort of like being in the like on the desert. Like when you're in the desert. You're thinking about like all right, on a mission trip or whatever. And they says, don't wait until you're thirsty before you yeah. drink some water. Because Thanks. by the time you're already dehydrated, if you wait till you're thirsty. This Thanks. is the same thing about self-care. Don't wait until you are like me and, and some of those things. Like, no, jump in at the very beginning. Create regular rhythms where, okay. you, where you can know that I need to, like, I need to take care of myself. You know, and it's before I'm ready to throw in the towel. It's before all of those things. And so I think it's really important. So what is it about giving yourself attention? Tend to yourself. Create self-care. We're in a pandemic. This is so important. And again, this is another episode of We Are Sin Network. I am with my man Hyden. I'm with my boy um, who, who is a, a basketball player extraordinaire. And then I'm with Nora. I love your background, Nora. Like, you are like... Like, I got to up my game. Like, I'm, I can't just keep doing this in network background every single time. I have to up my game. You got yeah. the lights going on. Just because I office in a closet, I got to come to the sanctuary because my uh-huh. office is literally a closet. But, like, uh-huh. but it looks good. It looks good. So, but I'm, I'm appreciative of both you guys. And, again, we are Sin Network. We are here for you. You are Sin Network. Hey, let's keep talking, keep building. If there's ever a topic that you guys want to talk about, if ever, anything that you ever want to discuss, please hit us up. You got our... You got all of our Facebook, Instagram, all of those things. Like, come, let us know. By the way, if you are interested in church planning, check us out. Text SEND Network to 888-123. Once again, it's SEND Network, two words, SEND Network. Text that to 888-123. And thanks again for coming in for another edition of We Are SEND Network. You have been listening to We Are SEND Network a resource of the North American Mission Board. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.